rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. All right, everybody. What's up? I know it's another weekday Tara Buster. What the hell is going on? I figure I have some time. I don't know how next week's going to be, but while I do have the time, let's hang out together. Let me do a show or two during the week. And maybe we'll find some new followers and listeners, and we will grow, and everything will be great. It will all be amazing. So, in the future. I don't know about right now, but the present kind of really sucks pretty bad. But So, okay, let me see. Sorry, is it one good thing about the weekday Terror Buster is that it is even more loosey-goosey than the the one on the weekend. So if you're not familiar with the show, we meet usually every Saturday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels. And then we are rebroadcast starting Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern on Progressive Voices or anytime on the Progressive Voices app. And we are, what else, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher. I encourage everyone to please become a patron uh, so we can actually have a, a daily show. That's the goal. I really want to do that eventually. Hopefully one day before I'm, you know, leave this mortal coil. Who knows? I would like to, that's the goal. That's the goal of the patrons. But when you become a patron of this show, you're, it's not just, you're not just becoming a patron of the show. You're becoming a patron of RDT Daily, which is our website that we have original writers producing content so if you want to have more liberal content that we can get out there and really give these right-wing fascist bastards a run for their money then we need your support so that i encourage that um you know i mean honestly i don't want to go on my my standard riff about the mercer family but those who are regulars understand it really annoys me that right-wingers have a lot of funding. Holy shit, what just happened? Oh, my cat just... I thought that... Because there's a th- thunderstorm going on outside. and my But I thought that light, lightning struck or something, but my cat tripped over a wire and knocked the light out. So that's okay. We're all well. Everything, Everybody's well. All right. So except... Okay, this country... Where are we? What's happening? I uh, The reason I, I, I am doing a show as well today is because I'm pissed off. Why I'm watching what's unfolding and I see it happening again. Is this, uh, And I hear on the corporate media, they're saying, well, maybe this time feels different. This time they're chanting, do something at the Republican politicians. I But I don't really believe it is different. If it wasn't, if it, if we didn't do something when children, when ba- toddlers were shot dead, what, uh, I mean, this is years later. And what's really heartbreaking is recently one of the Sandy Hook parents actually committed suicide. You know, suicide rates are up in this country. Suicide, uh, they call it death by despair. And why and why wouldn't it be uh, the 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 both sides of the aisle, the Republicans, they always decry the division, division in this country. But they have divided us purposefully. 
and the, and i i really feel for the 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 parent who who i mean for all parents who lose their children so heinously but to to have your child your beautiful little baby a toddler the cutest little well, that's the cutest human beings are these are toddlers they're so innocent and they need to be protected and you send them to school and a, and a madman who was able to get an assault rifle thanks to the GOP policies and their NRA blood money gets murdered senselessly gunned down and the and the country does nothing about it the republican party does nothing about it they go on and on as bus- business as usual taking those NRA bribes i i don't blame the guy for having such despair for to to take his own life i not that i i mean i don't i wish he didn't do that but i wish that he had turned his despair into action but you know we talk about uh, mental illness what how is somebody supposed to respond when it's i don't know how i would react honestly if it's something like that happened to me and the, I saw what what did I see in society? Nothing. Nothing nothing changed. That my child's life meant nothing in the scheme of legal bribes. Right? I, I think that that would add to someone's despondency. But it's yeah, I'm just looking at the story. Father of Sandy Hook shooting victim dies by suicide. This is on NPR's website. Jeremy Richmond's six-year-old daughter, Avil, Avili, E-V-I-E-L-L-E, I'm not sure how you pronounce that, was killed in Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting in Newtown, Connecticut in 2012. Her death, after her death, he worked to support neuroscience research on harmful behavior. The father of a Newtown, Connecticut girl who was killed in the 2012 Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting has died in an apparent suicide. This is in March. Uh, Newton, Newtown police say 49-year-old Jeremy Richmond was found dead early Monday morning, not far from his office. This is heartbreaking for the Richmond family and the Newtown community as a whole. The police department's prayers are with the Richmond family right now, and we ask the family be given privacy in this difficult time says Lieutenant Aaron Buhambe. I can't pronounce that either. Sorry, guys. I'm an American. What do you want? I can't pronounce things. In 2012, Richmond's six-year-old daughter, Avili, was among the 26 children and educators shot in the Sandy Hook Elementary School in Newtown, Connecticut, just months after the death then their only child, Richmond and his wife, Jennifer Hensel, co-founded the Avalee Project to support neuroscience research and to shed light on what leads someone to engage in harmful behavior with the help of bridging biochemical and, bio- and behavioral sciences. Richmond's dream was a paradigm shift in the way society views the health of the brain. As he explained to NPR in 2017, he wanted people to see the brain as just another organ that can be healthy or unhealthy, like a diseased heart or cancer or diabetes. Just like, uh, just like resources were poured into landing a man on the moon and exploring outer space, Richmond said, we need to invest in exploring our inner space. I mean, this is really, it's a tragedy. 
on top of tragedy. These that this person, what what could he have contributed to society instead of being uh, so despondent that he took his own life? But I don't, I'm not saying I. It's just horrible. It's horrible because the the remedy for despair is action. But I don't know what I would feel if my child was was murdered and nobody gave a shit, frankly. And this and government did nothing. The government that you're supposed to be that's supposed to represent you. Republicans always talk about keeping us safe. Got to keep us safe. That's our number one job, keeping us safe, meaning they're sending more. I mean, basically, when they say keeping us safe, what they mean is they want more money for the military industrial congressional complex. That's what they're talking about. They don't give a shit about keeping anybody safe, much less them. I mean, much less, uh, you know, some politically unconnected person who what does this person have to offer them they, they, it's not it's not a coke brother he wasn't a, mer- a member of the mercer family so he's just a man with a child that was murdered blown apart for no effing reason trying to send your children to school and they get murdered here in the united states of serfs and lords now how are we ever going to do anything worthy he mentions going to the moon how how is this country ever going to do great things like going to the moon with an entire population of trauma victims because that's what we are living in the united states everybody now we think we can't even go to the mall you can't go to a movie you can't go to a mall people last night in times square they a a motorcycle backfired and they were there's a, a stampede of of everyone running for their lives this is normal that's that's called trauma and it's it's rampant in this country. We are all feeling it, no matter what, whether you realize it or not. When we walk into a store, we wonder, am I going to get blown away? And is uh, where are the exits? What will I do if a nut job walks in here with an assault rifle? What That's PTSD. When you're reliving things, when you're constantly on a, on a uh, when your nerves are on a razor's edge constantly, when you're afraid constantly how will we ever do great things if we cannot feel safe just going to a back to school sale but we will never be safe when the republicans have power that's the bottom line because look at what they're doing now they don't give a shit what are we, what are they talking about mental health like they care about mental health when has a Republican ever given a shit about health, mental or otherwise, As, except for themselves? Here's the other thing, so uh, which really triggered me. You know, I'm a little, I'm a triggered lib, right? Own the libs. Yeah, they're really owning us, these fucking freaks, uh, by turning this country into a into a, a, a even more traumatized armed madhouse, but. Who is this? I'm trying to find this because I tweeted at this asshole this morning. One of these Republicans in uh, his in Ohio. Where the heck is it? He he's he's now a, he he's really he was for um, all. What do you call it? The you know he's for uh, the uh, proliferation of guns everywhere until his precious daughter was caught in the crossfire. Let me see. Republican. 
I had it set up. I can't find it now. Daughter, gun. Let me see if I can find it. Da, da, do, do, do. Does anybody know the guy's name? His name is Mike something. Let me see. Guns. Ugh, he changed his stance on uh, guns. Lots of buffering today. I don't know why this. I see it. My the the feed goes out normal on my end. So I if if it's buffering on my end, I could see what you're saying. So you know what I'm saying? No no uh, no settings were changed. It's going out at the same rate. I see it going out. You know what I mean? So I could in the past I have seen buffering. You know what I mean? on my end then we adjusted some settings but i don't see any buffering so i don't know i don't maybe you have to do something you know it's not on my end let's put it that way right all right son of a bitch what's the guy's name mike republican is it it must be i'm sorry sin city republican and our, what's the guy's fucking name? Please, somebody help me out. The guy from Ohio. Ohio. Good thing this isn't a real show. <laughs> it's just us hanging out. Ohio Republican. Changes stance on gun. Let's see if I can find him. Boom, beep, booty, booty, doo. Is it Ryan? No, not Dwayne. It's Mike. Something or other. Mike Turner. That's it. Hello. Thank you. Yeah. What irritated the F out of me, besides everything else that irritates the F out of me with these fucking Republicans, is that Mike Turner is... Now, we're all supposed to commend Mr. Mike Turner, right? For for now, he, he tweeted. I'm trying to find his Twitter feed. Where is he? Here it is. His, uh, today I, sus I announced my support for restric restricting military-style weapon sales, magazine limits, and red flag legislation. Read my full statement. Today, Congressman Mike Turner announced his support for preventing military-style weapons sales to civilians. Gee, what a, what a fucking mind-blowing um, stance to take. How, what changed your mind? I, this is what he writes. I strongly support the Second Amendment, but we must prevent mentally unstable people from terrorizing our communities with military-style weapons. I will support legislation that prevents the sale of military-style weapons to civilians, a magazine limit, and red flag legislation. The carnage these military-style weapons are able to produce when available to the wrong people is intolerable. Why would anybody need a military-style assault weapon? This is, this is beyond belief. It's not rocket science, just like everything else that the Republicans drag their filthy fascist feet on, mean, including Medicare for all, universal health care, things like that. We know the answer. This is why the Republicans, they can't come up with a health care plan, because Obamacare is their plan. I just saw Kellyanne Conway today, this, 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 I don't know what she is. She's like, I, I, I want to I wanna call her a rat. But it's an insult to rats, really, because rats don't behave like she does. It's she is 
a rake on a chalkboard. Her entire being irritates me. I'd rather listen to a rake on a chalkboard, frankly. But she was, you know, talking about how, uh, well, she was saying how Bernie, it's, nobody's, nobody is um, blaming Bernie Sanders or, oh, the, oh, that's the other thing she was talking about. Medi- they, she was, uh, not only was she was saying, because here's the Republican um, excuse. This is what they're doing. They're trying to, trying to waste time until it, this all blows over and they can go back to taking their legal bribes from the NRA in peace. They don't want to do anything. So... Uh, about anything, about gun control, about the murders in our streets, about anything, even immigration, even they hate, you know, they hate immigrants. They don't want to do anything about that because they need their scapegoats. They really, uh, everything is a show in, in order for them to steal, continue stealing, continue concentrating power. So the, wait a minute, is there somebody on the, on the chat room feed that needs to get a case of red ass? Am I wrong? No, everybody's good? Let me know. Okay. But yeah, so, so today, um, Kellyanne Conway was giving, um, her, whatever they, she does on the front lawn of the White House, uh, to the press. And she speak, it reminds me of Mean Girls, watching Mean Girls. That's, it's this constant snark, lies couched in constant snark like a fucking undergrown underdeveloped emotionally uh, uh, incapable toddler who is has nothing but a smirk i mean if at least toddlers grow up but she's saying that the republicans have come up with a plan and they want to brief the the uh, a, a health care plan and the, the, she doesn't know why the Democrats don't want are, they're not interested in hearing it because whatever it is, it's bullshit. That's what that's what it is. It's nothing but bullshit. What kind of plan? What health care plan? Oh, and, and she wants to reassure us all that don't worry, assholes, pre-existing conditions will be covered. That's the that's hands down. No bottom line. Like because the Republicans have always cared so much about uh, Americans with pre-existing conditions, right? When they were screaming and yelling and crying on the floor. Remember John Boner? Oh, no, hell no, you can't. Hell no, you can't. He was crying because Americans with pre-existing conditions would prop, would, would finally not get kicked off their health care plans when they got sick or they wouldn't be denied. So that's what the Republicans, all of a sudden, they want to position themselves as the champions of pre-existing conditions, protecting Americans. They never gave a shit. Every year when 35,000 Americans needlessly died for lack of access to care, did Republicans ever shed one goddamn crocodile tear? Hell no, they didn't. These, These filthy fascist bastards. So now they they're briefing whatever their plan is. It's bullshit. It's selling across state lines. Let's get the, what else is it? It's, uh, that's about it. Selling across state lines. That's their plan. Um, and reversing all of the protections 
that we, we we were able to get in Obamacare, where where the health insurance racket had to sell health insurance. They couldn't sell you a bullshit junk plan and and call it insurance. So when you got to the hospital, when your you know your tumor got a little bit too much to handle and you couldn't drive your Uber anymore, you had to go to the hospital, the emergency room, to get your cancer treatment. And they said, oh well, you know. Uh, Sorry, sorry, sucker. Better luck next life. Anyway, I I fucking hate these people. So anyway, the um yeah access to health care access. This is the other thing I I can't say. I keep hearing this on the Democratic side as well. Access. Americans want access to health care. We have access to health care. Everybody has access. I have just like I have access to a fucking limo. I I have access to a BMW and a spaceship. I got access. You got enough money. You got enough access. Everybody has access. That's the problem. This is what made this health insurance racket is the problem in this country. But Republicans can't say that. That just like they can't f- really fix and address the problem with the f- the fact that we have a, a massacre, a, more than one massacre a day here in the United States of serfs and lords. So they, you know, they have to pretend they're doing something, but while not actually doing anything. So they can give the, you know, the NRA cover so they can get their bribes, so they can get their legal bribes that, fun- well, and their o- Russian oligarch money funneled through the NRA, you know, and uh, everybody can go on about their business of raping and pillaging the treasury on the backs of the American people that they pretend to represent. I mean, that's really what they're doing. So when they're talking about video games, are you kidding me? Video games. Uh, here we go again. We've been hearing this shit since Columbine. Video games. There was absolutely zero proof evidence, and in fact, uh, quite the contrary, that video games have no correlation to uh, uh, the fact that we have more than one massacre a day here in the country. The fact is, we have more than one massacre a day is because we do have people that are fucked up, and we have a stochastic terrorist in the White House, and also they're allowing these, these people, who young people as well, whose brains aren't even fucking developed completely, to get access to, you know, a uh, military-style assault weapon. Why do you need that? Nobody needs that. Go join the National Guard. This is what I said the other day. It's like, you want to play with a goddamn assault rifle? Go join the National Guard, you coward. You don't get to walk around and uh, spell out Trump with your with your weapons. And, that, and one of the big ideas they have is... Um, Let's uh, re- we're gonna re- we're gonna reduce the amount of guns that somebody can buy to one a month. That's a fucking solution. One a month. You can only have one gun a month. Who needs one gun a month? Where are we? Are we where the hell do we live? It's unbelievable. Right. I mean, many more video games in Japan. Sin City, Nevada says on the on the chat. Yeah, that's right. That's there is no correlation. There is at zero. Let me see. I just did a meme about this. Uh, guns. Let's see what the statistics actually say. Um, let the people buy. Let me see. I probably won't be able to find it. 
when he, anyway, whatever. Uh, there's I did this uh, meme that, let's see. Oh, here we go. Let me just open it up. I get this. South, uh, the amount of violent gun deaths comparison and compared to the massacre problem i'll i'll throw it up here on the on the feed as you can see for those who are listening to the show south korea has many more video games and china all of these countries uk canada germany france and uh the United States, the amount of gun massacres are, it's, it doesn't even compare. It's off the chart. So there we are. But th- we can't live in reality. This is why we can't have nice things. The, the Republican Party is busy lying to their dumbasses, and they're believing it. I saw on the corporate media them saying, um, according to Republicans and Democrats, what 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 each political persuasion thinks um, is the cause of this of all of our gun massacres, and of course, uh, at the top of the Republican, it said seventy percent said video games. Can you believe this shit? This is why we can't allow Republicans to have power. They are they are finagling their power they don't they legitimately do not deserve the majority in any of the in any in the presidency in the senate the democrats win more votes and yet the republicans continue to hold on to power because of their 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 you know they don't like democracy it doesn't matter how they get power they just want it and they keep it as 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 uh, you know, by hook or by crook, they will keep that power, and that's why you know they hate democracy. They love themselves and they love power. They like rigging the game in their favor. That's about it. But they they're not there to represent us. If that was the case, they wouldn't be um, espousing this bullshit constantly. When when our fellow Americans and uh, other human beings, our other our fellow human beings, are gunned down at a at a back to school sale, they wouldn't come out with this bullshit about video games and uh, that violent video games are the are the problem. And and Twitler saying. The gun isn't the problem. Uh, the gu- it's the it's the mentally ill person. Yeah, it's meant somebody who's mentally ill. Um, it's, it's how come they're all attracted to this right wing ideology? And the other thing is, so oh, before I even go on, I was going to say about this this Mike, whatever the hell his name is, Turner. No, I lost it again. Yeah, Mike Turner. He. This is what gets me about Republicans. Besides everything else right is that this he writes my daughter and friend fled into hashtag oregon district and contacted me at 2 a.m as they ran home i followed their progress and prayed for them and our community like like you really did you know thank you to the dayton dayton police for their bravery in stopping this evil this is why he suddenly had a change of heart you see it doesn't matter that other other people's children were dying and needlessly dying for decades as when his precious little snowflake 
was in danger, that's when he supposedly saw the light. Just like every time Republicans, they only see the light when something affects them directly, right? Wait, when's... Like, it doesn't... When it comes down to um, Republican... Let me see. I just had this article up. It's um, from whether they're... They have a... Whatever their stance on gay rights. Oh, it's... Uh, my son came out of the closet. My son is gay. So now I support gay rights. Or, you know, Cheney. My daughter is gay. Now I support... It doesn't... Like, I mean, too bad... This mother effing Mike Turner's precious snowflake daughter didn't go to Sandy Hook, right? Or uh, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas. Perhaps these people, the latest victims in the in the gun mass in America's gun massacre problem, maybe they wouldn't have died. They would be still with us if Mike Turner's and uh, all these Republican snowflakes. It's a it's all about them. The, that's the Republican mania. They, it's the center of the universe is a very crowded place filled with Republicans. It's all about them. They, that's why they, I always say they hate democracy. They hate this country. They cannot put themselves in the shoes of others. Why should it take his fucking precious little snowflake daughter running for her life for him to finally give a shit? about everybody else's daughters and sons and friends and parents and uncles and aunts. What about the, the father of, uh, you know, what about Jeremy Richmond? Nobody, he didn't give a shit about her, his daughter who died, who was murdered, a, a six-year-old, a goddamn six-year-old who didn't get a chance to grow up and, and be out at 2 a.m. in the morning with her friend, right? Like his precious, like Mike Turner's precious little snowflake. This is what I can't stand about Republicans. They're always, it's this, it's this pathological selfishness where, and, and that, gets, that just goes to show you how much they are unfit. They, Republicans are unfit to hold leadership positions in a modern nation because they lack the basic human ability to feel anything for anybody else but themselves. If they have health care, they're fine, as long as they got theirs, right? And that is the, that's the pathology that they spread in this country, that I got mine. Like, even, you know, which I can't stand, you know, I talk about health care, but it's just, that's one of the examples. I, uh, but I, also the Democrats, now I'm thinking of Tim Ryan, he goes on about this, how uh, the unions can't lose their health care. Oh, they, they, uh negotiated these great plans. Yeah, so everybody else should suffer. So we should have millions of Americans without health care because a union member took a, a benefit plan rather than a paycheck. Well, maybe it's about time that these corporate CEOs give some of their ill-gotten gain to their employees and they instead of negotiating a uh, a benefit package they can get a fucking living wage right i mean whatever but but this is this whole pathology of i got mine who cares uh oh like even joe biden his plan leaves 10 millions uh, a million americans without health care like that's supposed to be okay you know oh we have near 100 percent coverage what the, what is that did, did John F. Kennedy say, we're going to go near to the moon? We're going to nearly go to the moon. 
but we're not going to go all the way there because getting there all the way would be too fucking hard, right? We're not going all the way there. Let's not, you know, I mean, it's just ridiculous, this kind of mentality of leaving people behind. And it's also very unpatriotic. So when Republicans hug the flag and rape the flag and masturbate into the flag in front of us all, pretending that they love America, remember, they don't love America. Because loving America means leaving nobody behind. No one. We don't leave people behind. We, everybody in, nobody out. That is the patriotic value. So I don't even want to hear it from the Democrats either, because if, if, if a Democrat is proposing that kind of bullshit, leave them ass, leave those assholes behind, like Tim Ryan. Next, uh, John Hickenlooper. Next, see ya, friggin' Amy Klobuchar. Bye-bye, see ya. We don't need this shit. Leaving no one behind. That is the only American value. And if somebody is, uh, I thought we moved heaven and earth. This is what we always hear when we were, when we were attacked on 9-11. We will move heaven and earth to, to save one American life. Yeah, but you won't move a fucking inch to save a six-year-old in the classroom or a 12-year-old or an 18-year-old or, you know, or a child in general, you, you, what kind of, why don't we move heaven and earth to make this country safe for democracy, for Christ's sakes? That's how you do it. You don't do it by arming people with assault rifles. In fact, I mean, they have such a stupid view of American history. These, I mean, for all of their, their, I, every time you go on these Republicans' website, on their, any Republican, go on their, on their, uh, Twitter page, their website, they have all these <clears throat> pictures of, uh, like, the Founding Fathers or Washington crossing the dirt. All these, like, uh, uh, typical Americana, patriotic fucking pictures, like eagles and flags and shit. But that's because that, that makes up for the fact that they are thoroughly confused by what it means to be an American. Because if, if you are really patriotic... You don't need all the trappings and bullshit around you. You don't need flags hanging and flying. You live it. What does it mean? The, the people who fight for universal health care or who fight for, for gun control, enough of sensible gun control. What is this shit? What is sensible? It is sensible that nobody in this country, unless you're in the military, needs an assault rifle. That's sensible sensible gun control you got to have your 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 stupid um guns these people i mean honestly uh some of this is is so ridiculous these second amendment assholes with the uh with the constitution how come nobody is decrying like for instance the uh the the amendment that says that we uh troops won't be quartered in our in our house that's that's kind of out of date as well no one is whining about that. It's clear that this document was written in its time, and it was meant to be updated, and the founders understood that, that they gave a mechanism to update the Constitution. It is not a, uh, it's not written in stone for that reason. So I don't really think that the founders uh, imagined an American populace walk walking around with assault rifles where you could walk in and kill 10 people in a matter of 30 seconds before somebody uh, shoots you dead. That is ridiculous. Oh, 
God, help me. I need a drink. You see what I'm saying? This, this fucking country is unbelievable. Um, and it's stupid. That, that's why it gets... It, this is why we all have PTSD as well. Because while what this happens this another trauma happens and everybody's traumatized and running through the streets and when they hear a car backfire then uh we have to put up with the republicans peddling their bullshit again and again video games are you effing kidding me they they really count on the stupidity of the american people they they bank on it you have to be stupid to vote for these morons. And the other thing, actually, now this just came in my head, because the other day when, when Twitler was, um, when, the, when the massacres were happening and Twitler was golfing and he knew that the massacres were happening and he went to that, uh, he, he, he crashed that wedding and the, there was a video I was watching of, you know, because he, he, he's got to outshine the bride, right? So, but he walked, so he's walked into the, and of course, anybody who, who rents out a room for a wedding party in a fucking Trump property has got to be a Trump and Z. Uh, none, none of my, my family, nobody, I, I mean, really, we, we wouldn't go anywhere near that joint. Uh, but so they, so he walks in there and I, and they're like, we're from Staten Island. I can hear their accent because I lived on Staten Island my entire, well, I grew up there. I don't live there now, but. It's like the scene of the crime, really. It, it is a Republican borough. I don't know why. They're all on Obamacare. They're, half of them are on welfare, Social Security. They don't give a shit. That's what I'm talking about. The cognitive dissonance meets the Dunning-Kruger effect. None, but none of, uh, not everybody. I mean, I know some people who are normal there, too. But there's a lot of, of trump there. Anyway, so the they're saying so he walks in. Trump walks into the room and he's they're like, oh what a then the woman I guess the woman's mother she's off camera she's like what a class act what a class act calling Trump a class act Trump is classy, are you serious lady this is what I'm talking about this is why you cannot give Republicans power because they do not see rea- reality. Trump is a documented con man, documented again and again and again. In fact, I think he's or he still owes money to oh to uh, Ohio. Apparently, let me see. Trump rally owes money. Yeah, El Paso says Donald Trump still owes five, nearly half a million dollars for his February rally. Can you believe this shit? And he has the the he doesn't have balls. I won't say balls. He he's got he's he's got the gall to to go there and pretend to be uh, somebody who gives a shit. So that's the other thing. The thing that really irritates me, uh, and of course on the corporate media is talk. They they're like, if I have to hear consoler in chief one more time, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna console myself with a I don't know what. I mean, I don't drink. I don't smoke. I mean, I, I don't know. I only do coffee now. But cons- he's not a consoler in chief. Are you serious? And he he got very upset because the the New York Times changed the headline, which they should have. That's one thing I saw yesterday because I, I have a subscription to the Times. And I couldn't believe what my my eyes 
if my eyes were deceiving me, but the, the New York Times headline said, Trump urges unity versus racism. In, re- in reference to teleprompter Trump giving his speech, how many times, it's like, it's Lucy and the football. We're supposed to fall for that bullshit? Are we that stupid? This is a learned stupidness that the, that the country is supposed to be under some kind of spell of stupidity. That we, oh, don't, don't, don't pay any attention to what comes out of his mouth. Just listen to him now. He's urging unity over racism. Th- th- just like he did after Charlottesville when he said, oh, racism this, racism that. Then, then he went on to decry, uh, you know, the very nice people on both sides. Let me see. I think I have a video. Fucking bastards. Let me see. Hold on. Hold on. Beep, boop, beep, bop. Well, he gets the wrong name. I have a few videos here. Let me see. We'll see this. What's this video? Attack on our nation. Attack. And crime against all of humanity. We are outraged and sickened. He looks real outraged, doesn't he? Evil, the cruelty. The de- he looks the dead hatred, in the eyes. The malice. The bloodshed. Besides that, the tan line around his eyes. Our are shattered for every family whose parents, children, husbands, and wives were ripped from their arms. Ripped. And their lives. Like he gives a shit. America weeps for the fallen. We are a loving nation, and our children are entitled to grow up in a just, peaceful... Well, do something about it. Oh, 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 yeah, you're going to take away their video games. To shoulder oh, the, the videos are quiet? All right, hold on. What about this Racism one? is evil. And those who cause violence in its name are criminals and thugs, including the KKK, neo-Nazis, white supremacists, and other hate groups that are repugnant to everything we hold dear as Americans. You had some very bad people in that group, but you also had people that were very fine people on both sides. Very fine. Yeah, really. Really very fine people yelling, Jews will not replace us. Very fine. On both sides. You know, he's trying to be, uh, you know, it's the false left-right equivalency that we always get. Here's, the, here's some of the very fine people. Let's see. Jews will not replace us! <laughs> Jews will not replace us! Jews will not replace us! They look very fine. Blood and soil. Yeah, blood and soil, just like the Nazis used to chant. Blood and soil, blood and soil. Very fine. That's real fine of them. Mother effers. And so, anyway, here's a... This is what's annoying me, too. Thank you for letting me share. Wait, someone just texted me. Who is this? What's this about? Okay, hold on. That's Kathy Malloy. She's not feeling well. I think Bob Kincaid is... uh, Filling in for Mike tonight. So, listen. All right, here's here's Kellyanne Conway, if you can stand it. Let me tell you something. I'm hopping mad this morning because I see <laughs> She's very hopping little skin mad. coverage of the fact that this Dayton shooter has been confirmed. Does, does she look hopping mad? What is the thing with these Republicans and their dead eyes their, and their phony emotion, this emoting of... They, they are so insincere. Well, I mean... 
they have to pretend. That's what it is. They have to pretend they give a shit until comes a day when they can get rid of pesky democracy once and for all. They have to pretend that they are all for democracy and that they're representing the people and that they care until that day. Until the day when they can get their legal bribes without pesky oversight or whoever getting in their way. The stupid, dumb people, they have to act as if they care. And here's Kellyanne Conway. But and they, she, this is how we know we, that she doesn't care because they here comes the false left-right equivalency. As having a Twitter feed... Uh, that was supportive of Antifa, that was supportive of Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders. Obviously, nine, ten years ago in high school, he had a kill list for boys, a rape list for girls. And she's hopping mad. Being paid to this. We people are allowing not look at her. Just look at her. She's dead. This is like a corpse, a reanimated corpse. Her husband, I don't understand. Her husband is a Trump critic, apparently. How does he? I always say this about Melania, but I know what's up with Melania. She, she is, you know, she's a trophy wife. She wants, she's got her, her uh, son. She likes her son and she's got her nice little life. And, you know, that's it. She paid the price. She got her, she got her wish when she was uh, an escort. And she came in and, you know, she hooked up with a con man. Now, I don't, I hate Melania too. Because if she had any integrity at all, some people, they talk about her as if she's like a hostage or something. But she's, a, she's married to a racist. She's a racist. She's married to a birther. She went along with all that. If I, believe me, if I, if I met somebody and was dating somebody and all of a sudden they came out with, uh, Obama's not, a, not born in this United States or whatever, or telling me that, uh, that uh, Nazis are very fine people, that's a, that's a deal breaker. Goodbye. I don't give a shit who they are, how much money they have. But that's all they these people care about. You know, you can't fill. There's not enough money to fill up their souls. But here we go. Listen to her. Entry by at least two of the presidential can Democratic presidential hopefuls who are mired at zero percent or the the low single digits. You talking about Tim Ryan? Whatever. Hey, I am, as a matter of hey, fact. Hey, I am. Them. Somebody uh, knock her. Beta oh, work for God. the Vanity Fair Don't, magazine cover really. the Vanity Project candidacy out there screaming and cursing about President Trump. That doesn't heal a single soul. That doesn't help prevent another mass shooting. Why is she? Do you, you see what I'm saying? Like this monotone, no emptiness and the dead eyes. So who is Kellyanne Conway's husband? It's I know it's somebody who hates who hates. Kelly, I mean, hates Kellyanne. He probably hates her too. I don't know what kind of sex they have. They must. Is it angry? Does it? Is it just like? How do you? How does this person crawl into bed with Kellyanne Conway, this this sewer rat? I don't know. If you had any integrity, that way I could not. I couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. That's that's the end. It's sorry. It's sorry. That is a deal breaker. I couldn't sit there and listen to this the lying fascist vitriol constantly. Who is Kellyanne's husband anyway? This, oh, George Conway. That's right. Who apparently hates. But I, I, this is what I heard about Kellyanne Conway. Kellyanne. 
Uh, I don't know if it's true or not. Whatever. This is. I heard this. It was in one of these books. Um, that one of the recent books of somebody that worked there and 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 went out and wrote a book or whatever. They said that Kellyanne really does hate Trump. That she understands who the hell he is, um, and she's in it for the money. And th- this person who wrote um, one of these books said that when he was working in the in the White House, she she gave him her laptop to work on. So he was working there, but she had her phone and was texting with somebody. And I guess she didn't realize that her you know your messages are hooked up to if you have if you have an Apple you're my messages come up on this computer screen as well as my phone and my iPad. It comes up. It's all connected. And she probably didn't realize it. And that she was messaging with, with someone. And this is what this person said. And they, uh, really just saying how much she hates Trump and how ridiculous he is and everything. And, but which goes to show you even how she's even more horrible to if that's what she thinks, if this is true. And I, I, I suspect we'll find out eventually one day she'll be like, uh, who's who, like Scaramucci or um, who came out of there? Oh, uh, you know, Steve, what's that other guy? The, the first, how come I, I'm sorry, I'm being annoying. The first White House press secretary. Uh, it's all so many names because they keep coming. I mean, it's just a lot of names constantly because it's such turnover. Oh yes, yeah, Steve. What's his name? His name is press secretary. Not not Sarah Sanders. It was whatever the fuck is you know. He had the he had red eyes. The, you know they have dead eyes. This guy had red eyes, and uh, now he comes out and and talks about how uh, you know he. If this is the guy that that came out the first day and said that Trump had the largest inauguration crowd, period. But he's a liar, and now he laughs about it. Oh yeah, Sean Spicer. Okay, Steve Scalise, Sean Spicer. There's so many names, and uh, Steve Scalise is another one. They're all horrible. When I think about, see, I, when I worked, I used to work at Court TV years ago, and I worked in live, it was live television, so there were some, there was a producer, I can't remember her name, but she, uh, obviously, <laughs> I can't remember a lot of names, but this lady was a big, giant bitch on a stick, and she was a nightmare, a horrible person, a, she was a producer, like an executive producer, and she was always screaming at people. Scream, uh, screaming about them. Yeah, this is live TV. She'd be like screaming and cursing at people. And then she got diagnosed with cancer and she went on, on a leave and she came back. And I thought to myself, maybe she'll change. You know, this breast with, with death will make her a better person and she won't be such a bitch and be so mean to people constantly. But then she, but she came back and the first night she was on the floor, she, all of a sudden, we hear, get on, get upstairs, you fucking... She was, like, screaming at people. And I, you know, my friend and I were laughing because I was like, well, there goes that theory. You would think that somebody, maybe they came a little close to death, they would look at themselves for a minute 
but no, no. But you know, when will will these Republicans ever look at themselves? Like some sometimes I when I when I tweet at them or whatever, I get into an argument with them. I I, I advise them to please not wait until they're on their deathbed, like like Lee Atwater, to to atone for all the harm they did to this country. And now, if you don't know about Lee Atwater, he was the, he's one of these, uh, I guess, what he's a, a Republican advisor, right? What's, I don't know what his official title was, a strategist, I guess, right? But he, he was, um, he was Karl Rove's mentor and also responsible for a lot of dirty tricks in the Republican Party. They now let me see. There's a ve- very famous interview when he's saying the N word, right? It, and one of the things that Karl Rove did initially, I don't know if you remember, he bugged his own office, and then he called a a, a press conference and said the Democrats bugged my office. But it was him. He did it himself. I mean, this is the, this is the kind of shit that the Republicans do because they're they're not legitimately trying to represent the people they're they are they're there to get power and money period and they will ride the dumbasses to the bank that's why they they don't mind throwing fire you know yelling fire in a crowded theater theater that's what they're doing uh it doesn't matter they don't care who gets killed the more the merrier in fact the more people get killed the better as long as it ain't their precious daughter or, you know, and then they have to pretend to care for a second, but until it all blows over. But Lee Atwater, he, uh, there's that famous quote of his where he was, he was taped and he was, and this is his, what they, the Republican strategy that is still inactive in, in effect today. And he's, this is Lee Atwater saying, you start out in 1954 by saying, I'm not going to say the word, N word, N word, N word. By 1968, you can't say N-word. That hurts you. Backfires. So you say stuff like forced busing, states' rights, all that stuff. And you're getting so abstract. Now you're talking about cutting taxes. And all these things you're talking about are totally economic things. And by a byproduct of them, blacks get hurt worse than whites. We want to cut this. is much more abstract than even the busing thing, and a hell of a lot more abstract than saying N-word, N-word, N-word. This is who they are. You see what I'm saying? And he was Karl Rove's mentor. And unfortunately, Karl Rove never didn't follow his mentor's advice by changing his ways. And Lee Atwater famously, in the last, he got diagnosed with brain cancer at age 40 or something like that. I think something like maybe 44 brain cancer. I'm just looking it up. And he, in the last months of his life, he, he called, um, he called up all the people. Well, not all of them, I suppose, but many people he harmed to, uh, to, to apologize for, for, and he apologized to the people of America for the harm he did to this country. Now, let me see. I'm looking at the New York Times archive from 1991. 
And it says, in a detailed and candid article about his career and fight against an inoperable brain tumor, Lee Atwater has apologized to Michael Dukakis for the naked cruelty, quote, quote, of a remark he made about the Democratic presidential nominee in 1988, in the 1988 campaign. The apology by Mr. Atwater, who is now in the last month as chairman of the Republican National Committee, is included in an article in the February issue of Life magazine, where he also starkly describes his often desperate attempts to deal with his illness and his fear um, on some nights he will never wake up again, he says. So, uh, I mean, his mortality, he confronted his mortality, and at least he, you know, I guess, said said sorry to people, but the damage was already done. Um, let's see if I can get down here. It says, uh, in 1988, Mr. Atwater said, fighting Dukakis, I said that I would strip the bark off the little bastard and make Willie Horton his running mate. I am sorry for both statements. The first for its naked cruelty, the second, because it makes me sound racist, which I am not. How many times have I got to hear that from Republicans? Racist, which I'm not. Are you t- Are you sorry? They even had a, at one of their CPAC conventions, one of the, uh, the groups that they gave, the seminars was, are you sorry? Are you, are you tired of being called a racist when you know you're not? Well, if somebody's calling you a racist, you better fucking look in the mirror, honey. You know what I mean? If they call you a duck... If some, if one person calls you a duck, you say, all right, whatever. If two people call you a duck, you're like, huh, maybe. If three, you better start fucking quacking and waddling around, bitch, because you're a duck. So, um, let's see. Reputation as an ugly campaigner. Since being stricken last year, the 39-year-old Mr. Atwater has apologized on several occasions for many of the campaign tactics he once employed and for which he was criticized, but rarely has he spoken in such detail or with such candor, in part because of our successful manipulation of his campaign themes, George W. Bush, uh, of his campaign themes, sorry, George George Bush won handily, Mr. Atwater said. He conceded that throughout his political career, a reputation as a fierce and ugly campaigner has has dogged me. While I didn't invent negative politics, I'm one of its most ardent practitioners. When the Republican National Committee meets in Washington on January 25th, it will ratify Mr. Bush, Bush's choice of ag- Agriculture Secretary to become the new party chairman. Mr. Atwater will receive the title of General Chairman. Who cares? Whatever. Uh, in the article, Mr. Atwater also talked about the moment last March 5th when he was speaking at a fundraising breakfast for Senator Phil Graham the Republican of Texas. I felt my left foot start to shake uncontrollably. In seconds, the twitch moved up my leg and on the left side of my body. I was scared. I stopped speaking. I grabbed my side with one hand and clutched the podium with the other. Mr. Atwater was rushed to the hospital. Now imagine this um, when you don't have health care, something like that happening, right? And you got to drive your Uber. But, you know, Whatever. That's that's a that's besides the point. This is what I think about when I think these Republicans. You know, they're they just don't give a shit. Um, let's see if there's anything else interesting in this article. When a healer told me to get rid of my black T-shirts and start wearing red underwear, I obliged. This is all this that he wants to live. So he's doing anything anybody tells him. Relax, said everyone. I'm so I'm. 
and I listened to my guided imagery tapes that helped me direct white light into the cancer. I welcomed the dream therapist to help me realize a recurring nightmare that I was jumping off a cliff into an ocean, but always woke up before I hit the water, was about my inability to make the leap of faith that was necessary to face my mortality. I mean, it's scary, especially when you're a young person and you think you have your whole life ahead of you. But I mean, honestly, every single Republican needs to take a look in the mirror and atone for the harm they've done to this country. All of those people, I mean, I'm just going to shut this article. Who gives a shit? Whatever. We, that's what happened to Lee Atwater. And, and I, I ask Republicans to please do not wait until you're on your deathbed like Lee Atwater to atone for all the harm you've done to this country. But that's probably asking too much because half of them, they don't give a shit because they don't, they don't have normal uh, American, <laughs> normal human emotions. You, when you're a Kellyanne Conway and you, uh, according to some sources, when you hate this, when you hate the, 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 the dumbass galoot who is your, 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 your boss, and you get out there every day and you lie. No wonder she's got dead eyes. No wonder, I mean, I understand that Trump has dead eyes because he's a sociopath. He doesn't give a shit about anybody. That's his whole life there in a nutshell. I mean, how do you even have the, the, the gall to not only do, do, do the people of uh, the towns he's visiting, that they, they don't, of El Paso, they understand who the hell he is. He has used El Paso as a punching bag, and he created this, uh, you know, the, uh, the atmosphere where somebody would drive 10 hours with assault weapons to shoot people at, in the mall. So he created that environment, and... The fact is that he has the nerve. He doesn't even care that he stiffed the town half a million dollars. What does he give a shit? That's, he's, it's his world. We all live in it. Do you know what I mean? We, it's, he owes the, the Trump campaign. It's, it's not the only uh, place he owes. Let me see. Campaign. Owes. It's, uh, he owes many different cities. It's not just El Paso. I'm looking at now every, every headline says El Paso. But the fact is he owes numerous towns for uh, stiffing. In fact, he owes Washington, D.C. as well. He's, this is what he is. He's a grifter. He doesn't pay bills. He's never, he's never paid his own bills. He didn't pay bills to the bank. That's why the bank had to put him on an allowance. And he was forced, because he's a grifter, a greedy-ass grifter, who never worked a day in his life, he, he was forced to accept the money from the Russian oligarchs. So, all right, well, anyway, we all know that. What else? Uh, yeah, one of the other things I wanted to say was the one of the things that the Republicans are doing is they're blaming Bernie and Elizabeth Warren for... The uh, and that's what that's what Kellyanne Conway was was just saying. I'm hopping mad. You know, that's what she looks like hopping mad, I guess. Well, I hate to see her when she's uh, really steaming, but she um, it's not just her. Trump 
was whining about the uh how bernie uh this one one of these shooters was a burn put something on the twitter feed about bernie but this is what republicans do but the fact is bernie never said um that uh he ne- like for instance earlier in the day somebody was tweeting that uh, Bernie um, nobody blames Bernie for the Sk- Steve Scalise being shot. Well, Bernie never said that Steve Sc- Scalise was uh, invading America or was vermin or was a rapist. Bernie never laughed when somebody yelled out "Shoot Steve Scalise." In fact, nobody ever did that. Nobody would yell that. Because we're too busy trying to make the world safe for democracy. We're too busy trying to ensure that everybody has health care and education and a decent living wage and a decent environment, not polluted with corporate waste. So then there is absolutely no comparison. But that's how you know that Republicans don't really give a shit about doing anything about what our problems because they're too busy trying to deflect blame. Bernie did it. Elizabeth Warren, he said something about Antifa. Antifa hasn't, you know how many people Antifa has killed, killed in this country? Zero. Zero. But on the right wing uh, propaganda channels, Antifa is the greatest problem to face this country. Not the white nationalists. And in fact, actually yesterday, the uh, one of the white nationalists poster child to um, Tucker Carlson was going off about how it's a hoax, how white nationalism is a hoax. So let me just play this. But the whole thing is a lie. Fuck if you. you. <laughs> assemble a list, a hierarchy of concerns or problems this country faces. Where would white supremacy be on the list? Right up there with Russia, probably. Yeah, because Russia's a, a hoax too in, in their mind. Russia's a hoax too. Meanwhile, Russia, what did what did Mueller say at the at the hearing and in the report? Russia attacked our election and continues to do so. They continue to inflict a psyops campaign on the dupes in this country. But not if you're listening to Fox News. Not if you're like the El Paso shooter who uses the language of Fox News and tr- and Twitter. Uh, in his so-called manifesto. Uh, and look, I just can't... Look at that face. Look at Tucker Carlson's face. Talk about dead eyes. The, the, and the, uh, the veil of confusion on top of the dead eyes. The combined membership of every white supremacist organization in this country would be able to fit inside a college football stadium? I mean, seriously. This is a country where the average person is getting poorer, where the suicide rate is spiking... White supremacy, that's the problem. This is a hoax. Oh, my God. Just like the Russia hoax. Oh, it's my God. It's a conspiracy God. theory used to divide the country and keep a hold on power. That's exactly what's going on. Um, like he, this is, you know what Tucker, Carl, Tucker Carlson is a trust fund brat. He is the, he, his name is Tucker Swanson Carlson. He's fucking heir to the Swanson fortune who pretends to hate the elites. He is the elite of the elite. For power? Yeah, we all want power. Uh, Democrats want power. Normal people want power. For what? So we could do the the uh, the um, unbelievable, uh, uh, make sure everybody has health care and a living wage. 
and uh, friggin' decent middle-class life. What a nefarious underground uh, Antifa faction going on. This, it's such bullshit. Let me hear, this is another Tucker Carlson clip I have. This is from, this is from like June 2018. Let me see. This is one of those moments that tells you everything about our ruling class. They care far more about foreigners than about their own people. You probably suspected that already. The other thing you may have noticed is that they're not especially interested in solutions to anything. They're great at yelling and at preening, not so good at fixing and building. Unbelievable. We could to keep illegals out. We could fund more immigration courts to process those who sneak through anyway. We could even build more housing facilities at the border, wow. holding facilities oh my God. to allow families to stay together while their asylum claims are processed. But the left is not interested in any of that. Their only solution is immediate amnesty for anyone who crosses our borders. With- that is a lie. And the other thing that they keep saying is that uh, Democrats want open borders when the Democrats never, no Democrat has ever advocated for open borders. But that's what the Republicans want. You see, the elites that Tucker Carlson pretends to be against, they want open borders because they want the American middle class to become sort of like the working poor and every, well, not that, the, I mean, we are the working poor, but they want to lower the standard of living. They don't want to have, they want the lowest common denominator all over the earth to be what, uh, you know, the ground floor of what the uh, they want us to be able to compete with other uh, low wage wage slave nations by becoming a wage slave nation that's that's why they want open borders they as as uh, evidenced by the fact that what are they doing but sending jobs overseas that's what they want so um for him to decry the the, the this constant lying that's all they have that Democrats want open borders. Give me one instance. And that's the other thing that I, I, I can't stand uh, with corporate media. This is why they suck, too. And why I ask for patrons, for me, for for RGT Daily, for Mike Malloy, for, you know, support these shows. Bob Kincaid, because they, they the, the corporate media repeats these lies constantly. They constantly say, oh, well, when Democrats say open borders, Republicans say this. No effing democrat has ever said we want open borders not a one find me a one and uh, i mean i'll eat these words but you're not gonna find it because it's not true oh my god it never stopped this is why this is like i this is why i need to do a show every day it's just because it never effing stops let me see here if i can stand Minor this. in tow and of course that's the same as no borders at all not to mention a powerful incentive for child smuggling. They don't care. Because no matter what they tell you, this is not about helping children. A lot of people yelling at you on TV don't even have children. So don't for a second let what them the take like the you moral high ground. You can't care about children change your unless you have children. Forever. And they're succeeding, by the way. Since 2014, to name one example among many, at least half a million Central Americans who came here illegally have been All right, whatever. Back. Let's see what this is. Immigration and diversity is our strength as a country. Diversity is our strength, she says. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Diversity is our strength. This is the new Nicene Creed. Don't ask what it means. That's not your place. <laughs> Just mouth the words. Well, there's wow. nothing liberal about any of this, obviously. It is purely authoritarian, woke fascism. 
what the fuck? He's the fucking one. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. It's like, why? This is why I'm like, my head is spinning. These, they are the fascists. They are literal fascists. They want us out here fighting amongst each other, confused, running around like, uh, you know, like, like idiots, shooting each other instead of pointing our fingers where they belong, uh, right up Tucker's ass. No, nobody's finger belongs up Tucker's ass. I mean, he, it's complete. Yes, Gene, on the, on the, on the uh, chat, it's, it's gaslighting. That's what it is. They want you to be confused. This is why Trump says, fake news, fake news, fake news. The, it's the tactic of the authoritarian. They, to accuse, and it's what the Nazis did, to accuse your opponent of the very thing of which you are guilty. So, and then it's like, it's like when I was a kid, my brother would be like, oh, why are you punching yourself? Why are you punching yourself? You know, and uh, and it's like, what can you do? You can't even, f- how could you fight that back? <sighs> but anyway, so Bernie, what they, and, and talking about Bernie and Elizabeth Warren, is, that's the other thing. So this is what we have to sit through for the next however many days until it blows over, until Twitter does something else of heinous, which, I mean, is every minute but, um, yeah, so the, we're going to hear them saying, oh, well, it's, uh, we didn't point fingers at Bernie or Elizabeth Warren. Bullshit. Yes, that's what you're doing. And disingenuously so. Bernie or Elizabeth Warren never said uh, somebody, you know, who's th- that? Uh, they never laughed when somebody said, shoot them. Ha, 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 ha. Real, real funny. That's what Trump did, though. Because that he thinks this he's a sto, sco, stochastic terrorist. So let me see. Where is it? We I mean maybe I don't even need to play it. Um. Yeah. Here we go. Here's him at the rally. And to confront this crisis, you saw that it was a big deal two months ago. I declared a national emergency, which is what it is. This is an invasion. An invasion. When you see these caravans starting out with twenty thousand people. That's an invasion. I was badly criticized for using the word Because you're a invasion. piece of shit. That's why you were It's kidding. an invasion. And it's also an invasion of drugs coming in from Mexico. Yeah, okay? drugs, criminals, rapists. Drugs. I mean, when you have 15,000 people marching up and you have hundreds and hundreds of people and you have two or three border security people that are brave and great. Yes. And don't forget... We don't let them. because the authoritarians. You gotta have your your the arm of the law. You have to have your police force, your Praetorian Guard, to beat back the the underdog that is rising up against you. So you know you gotta praise those cops. That's why when in in Wisconsin, when Scott Walker attacked unions, he carved out the police union. He wouldn't touch the police union, which I honestly. Um, it's just, it disgusts me that the police union would fall for that, why they wouldn't join in anyway with their brothers and sisters in the, in the labor force, but that's what they do. They have to pit people against each other and, you know, and it's every man for himself, I guess, out here. There's no, forget e pluribus unum. And we can't let them use weapons. We can't. Other countries do. We Other countries do. do what fucking but country? How do you stop these people? You can't. There's no... Shoot him. That's what the guy said. Ha, 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 ha. That's only in the panhandle you can get away with that stuff. Yeah, you can get away with it. What a piece of wasted human DNA. Disgusting. 
And so there's a, there's a very interesting site. It's called Bot Sentinel. The, uh, if you're ever on Twitter, because half of the time you're on Twitter, the, a lot of these bots, they're, the, it's just, it doesn't, there's no coincidence that the Republican Party needs so many bots constantly, Russian bots, to, to, to aid them. They are actively getting help right now from from russia so but there are there's a there's a it's on you can install an app but it's also a website called bot sentinel and it tells you what's the the fake accounts and they it gets some of these accounts suspended and it talks about it it shows which are the trending topics that the bots are tweeting about so the one of the top Tweets are always number one by far is MAGA, M A G A, you know, hashtag MAGA. That's that's a coincidence. The, you, we're talking Russian bots that are p- pushing the tr- this Trump agenda, this divisive, racist, kiss up, kick down, oligarch entrenched agenda. That's what it is. What else? So, Trump 2020. Impeach Joaquim Castro is a top trending bot tag today. I don't know. Something happened with him. I don't I'm not sure. Uh, walk away. That's another one. That's that's a Trump. That's uh, the bots want the Russian bots peddle that for the Democrats to walk away from the Democratic Party. That they they're trying to create chaos for uh, the, the Democrats to say, oh, forget it. I'm not going to vote. They're both, they both suck. I mean, I say, you know, what's wrong with the Democratic Party? The only, we, we need to infiltrate, this is what I believe, the, the Democratic Party to, to get it back to its FDR roots when it was a functioning party that worked for the working class. We need to get rid of the DLCers. And uh, there you go. What else? Uh, so tr- the top, t- top topics for the bots are Trump, President, White, Democrats, hate, left, racists, good, and gun. This is what they do, because they, they want us shooting each other. They want us at each other's throats. This, it's part of Putin's agenda to dismantle democracy. They want us the, uh, fighting amongst each other instead of having a functioning democracy and a functioning election. It's how... Putin is going, he points to this chaos and says, who the hell wants to live in a democracy? Look at that. Look at what's happening. They're murdering each other in the streets. There's race wars happening. There's, uh, Trump is, uh, you know, he's simply trying to, to work for the people. And there's this deep state against him, which Putin has said. It's unbelievable. So, uh, Two word phrases that are popular with the bots are El Paso, President Trump, mass shootings, white supremacy, Joaquin Castro, red flag, God bless Trump supporters, fake news, and mass shooting. There's no coincidence. And of course, the top mentions for the bots, the top account that's mentioned is real Donald Trump. Number one by far. So... Just every time I go on Twitter and I, I, I you could install a app on your Twitter account that can help you 
figure out who's a bot and who's not. But there's so many bots. And uh, and right on uh, on Trump's Twitter feed, when whenever he tweets, usually the top tweets at whoever responds to Trump that's in a positive way, those will be bots. They're immediately. But so here's what happened um, a couple of hours ago on Trump's Twitter feed. Because, you know, he's calling for unity, right? But in between, on his way from El Paso to the to uh, Dayton, he, or maybe it was the other way around, I can't remember where he stopped first, but he, you know, his call for unity. Oh, here's Tara Jr. Jr. All right, all right, sit down. Sit down, sit. <laughs> sit, I say. If you must stay, you got to sit. But so he goes on Twitter and he... After his calls for unity and, you know, uh, we must come together and political divisiveness, so bad, so bad. He's on Twitter saying, watching sleepy Joe Biden make a speech, so boring. Yeah, I mean, nobody shouted out, shoot him. Right? Nobody marched around on stage like, a, like Mussolini. Nobody went like this, poof, poof. Second Amendment remedies. I know, right? It's unbelievable. The lamestream media will die in the ratings and clicks with this guy. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, that's what uh, he's concerned. Like, he's not concerned. But the mainstream media will die in the ratings and clicks with this guy. Because that's what's important, you see, uh, for a president to get higher ratings and clicks. It will be over for them, not to mention the fact that our country will do poorly with him. Yeah, because that's second to getting ratings and clicks. Uh, it will be one big crash. At least China will be happy. Uh, you see what I'm saying? So now Trump, this is his... What, he, what this is, this is a message to the media. He wants the media, the, the corporate media, to give him the same billion dollar free advertising that they did in uh, 2016 so he's speaking he's not speaking to us he's speaking to the the CEOs of the of the corporate media he's telling them oh your ratings gonna hit rock bottom with this guy keep me in keep plugging me keep plopping your effing cameras in front of me while I spew a litany of lies which I don't understand why MSNBC does that all the time. What is the point? Is that, is that, is that news? There is, what is the point of putting a camera in front of a con man while he goes on a stream of consciousness lie fest? It's, uh, there is no point. It's, he, he's just saying, he says the same things over and over. Why, why they have to do that? I don't remember them doing that with President Obama. Constantly, when President Obama was take took uh, Air Force One or his his helicopter or wherever, I do not remember ever having the media constantly break in and just have a camera in front of him, letting him rip whatever was on his mind. It's it's this is a new phenomenon, and that's not news, I guess. But it's I guess it's less money than actually having to do journalism. And as we know, with Fox News, Fox News is a is a propaganda machine. They have, as far as uh, news gathering budgets, Fox News has the 
lowest budget for actual news gathering because they're not a news organization. They're a propaganda arm. They're not out there getting news. They uh, they might as well... It's It doesn't cost much to get a fax or whatever. They, well, nowadays, it's not a fax, I'm sure. Get an email from a from the the white house with their with talking points and run with it that's that's pretty cheap but that's all they do and they're not re- they're not investigating anything they're just stirring up white anxiety and hatred i mean first of all i the, the only, one of the good news uh, i guess is that fox news has they have a very high demographic and age their age demographic is is off is old let me see fox news it's like in the it's it's trump's it's trump's age right it, but i don't think there are very there there aren't many young people uh watching fox news so they are literally a dying breed um uh, and so that is good news so let me say that i'm looking at uh this article says I'm trying to look the median age of Fox News view- viewers is 65 years old, which that's not uh, that's not that young. You know what I mean? So they're not young people aren't watching Fox News. They're not even watching MSNBC. I'm sure MSNBC skews low a uh, younger demographic, but because they're on the internet, this is why the uh, we have an FCC that is that is actively trying to corporatize the internet. And they're getting away with it. So, well, you know, this is why we need net neutrality to ensure that the, that, that the Internet doesn't turn into another cable TV where you have Fox, and not just Fox, you have five, well, now it's six giant corporations that own the, enti- the entire media, the entire corporate media. It used to be over 50. Now we have, now it's consolidated to six. And the it's not uh, it's not conducive to democracy, but we know that already. God, anyway, let me see what else I got here. It's unbelievable. Let's see. I was watching Joe Biden's speech. Whatever, it was. I don't. This is the other thing with Joe Biden. I mean, I people know whatever. I I don't think that. I obviously I'll vote for him, but I don't think he's uh, he's the uh, great hope for America, <clears throat> honestly. And uh, yeah, every, anybody he's against racism. He get, he gave his speech today. He gave another recap of all of Trump's racist um, his racist incidences, starting you know, uh, with. Uh, charlottesville and on and on and talking about we we know this we know this already but i don't see that as any uh, as different from any other democratic candidate they no democratic candidate is for um is for racism or white supremacy one thing in joe biden's speech i just wanted to play this piece because it got on my nerves but i'll play it the most powerful idea in the history of the world, I think beats in the heart of the people of this country. It beats in all of us, no matter your race, your ethnicity, no matter your gender identity, your sexual orientation, no matter your faith. It beats in the hearts of the rich and poor alike. 
You're okay. nice, America. It, that annoyed me. Not that, yes, of course. Gay, straight, black, white, tall, short, whatever. He had to throw in rich and poor. Really? Is it, are you patriotic, rich? Maybe, does that mean, um, if you're patriotic, yes, yeah, I'm sure there are some very patriotic rich people. But is it, are you patriotic if you're lobbying the government to ensure that you don't pay taxes like the rest of us? Is that patriotism? Is it patriotic not to pay your employees a living wage while you're reaping the benefit? While you're like, like, for instance, the Walton family, the six Walton heirs have more money than, let me see, before I say, have more money than, let me see, have more money than 42% of Americans. Six mother effing bastards have more. Are you patriotic? Walton, the Walton family, they're patriotic. That's what pissed me off. It's this, we're, um, we're, we're not in this together when it, comes, when it comes to that. This country, if we stay on this trajectory, in fact, I was listening to Tom Hartman the other day, and he, mentioned, he referenced this uh, article, but that um, just came to my mind now, so I don't have it prepared, but he mentioned an article or study that he was reading that said that in 33 years, if, if we remain on this trajectory with this income disparity, the rich will not have 90% of the wealth, they will have 100% of the wealth, which, what is that? That is the end of America. I mean, it really is the end of America now. This is not a functioning democracy. When you have 46, when, when you have six Walmart heirs ha- owning more wealth than 42% of Americans combined, that is, that's an offense to democracy. That's, a, that's an offense to every patriot who ever died for democracy. That's a, that is a disgusting offense. And so for that little throwaway line in Joe Biden's speech, this whole thing is supposed to, oh, we're going to, we, we're supposed to feel unified by that. How are we supposed to be fe- feel unified when people can't even retire? We, the, the American dream is gone with, uh, you know, with the great prosperity, with the 90% top marginal tax rate, with the, 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 the uh, 35% unionization. We're supposed to, oh, rich and poor, we are all patriotic. Is that, you're patriotic? Is it really patriotism that drives the Walton heirs to make sure that their employees have access to uh, public assistance instead of a living wage? That's patriotism? They should be ashamed of themselves. And the, the fact that we allow it to continue, we, shame on us. But that's the crooked, you know, I don't want to say crooked, you know, because now if I sound like Trump, crooked Hillary, crooked this, but it's this corrupt money in politics. And the other thing that's going on listening to the media, who is talking about, um, they're talking about all these solutions, how uh, uh, background checks and, 
you know, the, the, what we really need, it's not just a background check, is we need to redo the assault ban. We need to put the assault weapons ban back in place. We, there is no need for a, a, a citizen, a civilian, to have an assault weapon. Somebody's tweeting me. Not tweeting. Texting me. There is no reason for some anybody, uh, a civilian, to have an assault weapon. So while we're dancing around what we what actually needs to be done, I, I don't really understand. Oh, I, I believe in the Second Amendment, so I protect the Second Amendment. Then what part of freaking well-regulated militia did you miss in the Second Amendment? They don't. Nobody needs an assault weapon. Go join the National Guard. You want to play with an assault rep weapon? Join the National Guard if you could pass the PT tests. Half of these people, they, they couldn't do one fucking push-up, these freaks. But so that's why they got to, you know, they got to walk around spelling Trump with their guns on the ground. This is disgusting. And so um, it's not really patriotic to dance around what we actually need to be done. Then, uh, so you can continue, so you can wait out this heat until the heat dies down and you can keep taking those bribes, right? So when they talk about, so Joe Biden talking about, oh, the rich and poor, just as patriotic bullshit, because, you know, the poor, we pay our taxes. The people who work for a living, we pay taxes, you know, when uh, does does Walt, does the Walton family pay their taxes? What the hell do they pay? Do half of these corporations pay zero in taxes? Amazon, the most profitable com company. I don't know if it's on Earth yet, but one of the most profitable companies. Zero taxes. Zero. That's disgusting. They're driving our roads. They're using our education system. So, you know, when they get employees, uh, we the people paid for public education to teach them to read so they can read off their little list and pass out as they run around pocket packing boxes so um it's if they can't let go of their at uh, uh, some of that wealth the wealth disparity is not an accident it is by design of the policies that are put in place by a government awash with legal bribes and they use their ill-gotten games they're legal bribes so all that money that's concentrated at the top it's not going back into the economy it's going to ensure that they're buying politicians to make sure it remains that way oh god in heaven somebody take the wheel here but so yeah so six walmart heirs hold more wealth than 42 percent of americans combined and these People, this is these are the patriotic people, right? Walmart, uh, let's see, Walmart. Yeah, what do they do for a living, except sit there and, and count their their checks? They uh, every time they send a lobbyist to to Washington to make sure that they're uh, you know they can remain in their ivory tower. That, that is that patriotism? No. That means they hate America. They should be ashamed of themselves. They should be in fear that the pitchforks and torches are coming out. They should, they should be in fear of the friggin' national razor coming down on their necks. 
but they're not afraid of us, we the people, because we're, we're most of the people are stupid, and they think, oh well. Um, uh, this is another thing I hear from, from um, you know, Trump Trumpanzees, idiots, morons, Republicans. They say, "I never got a job. A, a poor person never gave me a job." Well, if you don't have any money, if poor people don't put money into the economy, nobody's getting a job. The what does a what does a rich person if if a rich if people don't have money to buy products in a company then there might as well not be a goddamn company so it's very it's over their heads and that is what is so distressing about living in this time as well because the at least back in the first gilded age and in the first Republican Great Depression the American worker understood what they were up against. They understood who their enemies were. Now these idiots here in the United States, a lot of these morons, the Trumpanzees, they they really do believe that they have that it's patriotic to praise billionaires. That that's a good thing. That they should. That this is something. Uh, you know, they think uh, that's somehow America. That there's uh, that there's in these Trumpanzees' minds, that they're them praising billionaires is a patriotic act. That's what they think, and they don't get that. No, it's actually the opposite of patriotism. And what what is patriotic is understanding that you can't have billionaires and a functioning democracy at the same time. Concentrated wealth and democracy do not live in the same house, but we understand the Republicans. Republicans are, many of these Republicans, they, as I always say, they hate democracy, right? A lot of, and it's coming out of the closet, too. Where, where did I just see authoritarian? I'm just looking this up. Because uh, recently I saw somebody say they want, they hoped Trump would be a dictator for democracy. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Some moron said this. I, I, and this is what they believe. Um, let me see. Maybe, was it that Republicans, authoritarians, Trump dictator? Somebody said, that, I don't know if we saw, if I talked about this on the show, but late, uh, some woman at a panel got up and said he that she hoped that Trump would be a dictator. Let me see. Wants Trump to be a... It's hard to type with this cat on my hand here. Anyway, I can't find it. See what happens? It's a stream of consciousness. Sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. Anyway, but that this is what this is the authoritarian mindset, right? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Get down! Oh, damn it, the cat, the cat. I love him, but you know he's uh, he's constantly has to sit on my lap. But I love him. I have to remember. What sometimes when he gets annoying, I I remember. One day I will not have him because, and that will be a very sad day. That's a day I'm not doing the show. I'm telling you. It's not coming for a very long time, hopefully, because he's he's eight. He's only eight. He's still got a long way to go. He's got a long life ahead of him. He's 
still a young man, hopefully. But that that cat, I love that cat. So I love them all, but that that is like my once in a lifetime cat. He is very smart. He's funny. He's adorable. Okay, I love animals. What do you want? Trump. All right, woman. I'm just looking this up. Woman wants Trump to be a dictator. Okay, here we are. I found it. <laughs> yes, woman said she wants Trump to be the dictator of the U.S. That was, uh, yeah, yeah. This moment, it was from the circus that forced, or uh, I didn't grab this clip, but it said, never in my life did I think I would like to see a dictator, the woman told the crowd, but if there's going to be one, I want it to be Trump. Can you believe that? And why, we always talk about Republicans saying, not not correcting their 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 moronic followers like when somebody yells something stupid and they well they point to john mccain and he says oh no no when he when that woman said he's a muslim he's a muslim talking about obama and then john mccain says no ma'am he's a good person nobody ever points out that he says that what what john mccain is actually saying is kind of an insult too not kind of it is no ma'am he's a good decent person a family man as if to say that you can't be Muslim and a good, decent person, family man, or whatever. You know what I mean? But we all, everybody points to that as John McCain's finest moment. But they, nobody, um, how come in that situation, the Republicans should say, no, ma'am, we don't want anybody to be a dictator, whether it's Trump or anyone else. Never in my life did I think I would like to see a dictator. But if there's going to be one, I want it to be Trump. Trump, the con man. And, and, and the fact is, what I always say is, you know, there's a sucker born every minute, as P.T. Barnum says. Trump fanzies are living proof. They, that is, Trump is a documented con man. Trump's, let's see, con man. List, uh, well, fail. He's not just a failed businessman. He's a terrible human being who stiff workers. I mean, that's what it, fraud. Fraud is the business model of the Trump family. Fraud is the business. Let's see what comes up. Is fraud? This is a New Yorker article. Is fraud part of the Trump organization's business model? Yeah, is it? I I can't stand when these these uh, like the New York Times or whatever they couch something that they know to be true in the form of a question, just to cover their ass. So let's see, Donald. This is from the New York Times. Eleven takeaways from the Trump's investigation from the Times investigation into Trump's wealth. Let's see what we can find. Trump's tax maneuvers show a pattern of deception. Okay, well, that's the other thing. Why why doesn't Trump he's in, right now in New York they're they're passing a law that Trump has to release or is it in New York or is it in California too where Trump has to le release his tax returns in New York 
uh or be or or not not it's california right um or not get on the ballot so they're they're suing the trump trump uh organization is suing california over the law and he says it's totally unconstitutional like wouldn't it just be easier to just release your tax returns what are you hiding what is so wrong? I mean, these are the same people, the same authoritarians now, these same fascists that want to spy on us, want to listen to our phone calls. They want us uh, to everything to be documented, but they don't. They, for some reason, they're willing to help Trump cover his ass. What is he hiding in those tax returns? Take my tax returns. Every every candidate releases their tax returns. What are you hiding? And we know what he's hiding. He's he's a con man. He is not as rich as he says he is. Maybe he's richer now because of all the the emoluments that he's accepting in his his uh, bribe magnets, his hotels, all of uh, that Trump whatever he calls it the Marilago, you know the Marilago the the Winter White House. All of these places where is it's infested with forget cockroaches and rats. It's infested with spies. Of course it is. Chinese spies, Korean spies, Russian spies. It's all over that place. It's a spy hole. It's a spy freaking magnet. Let's see. Donald Trump began reaping wealth from his father's real estate empire as a toddler. In Donald Trump's version of how he got rich, he was the master dealmaker who broke free from his father's tiny Brooklyn, Queens real estate operation and built a $10 billion empire that would slap the Trump names on hotels, high-rises, casinos, and golf, golf courses all over the world. But the Times investigation makes clear in every era of Trump's life, of his useless, wasted, wasted DNA, human DNA life, useless life, that, that was me, putting that in there his finances were deeply entwined with and dependent on his father's wealth by age three he was earning two hundred thousand dollars a year in today's dollars from his father's empires how is a toddler supposed to get by on two hundred thousand dollars that's inhuman he was a millionaire by age eight in his 40s and 50s he was receiving more than five million a year still getting an allowance from daddy in his fucking 40s and 50s of five million a year that he blew, by the way, that he blew because he sucks at business and he's a horrible manager. He doesn't know how to hire people. He doesn't vet people. He doesn't get the best people. Remember we heard, oh, I get the best people. I get the best people. All he does is watch TV and get somebody that looks the part or what he thinks looks the part, which is nothing but a stereotype. That's why his entire cabinet, for the most part, and all the judges he's putting on the bench, they're nothing but loyalists and white old men, for Christ's sakes. So don't look, this does not look like America. This is not America. The America is a diverse nation of immigrants. That's not who he's putting on the bench. To uh, if we try to make progress, then these the his all of these time bombs are gonna go off from him and Mitch McConnell, the two big grifters that this country has ever seen. My God, if there's if there is ever justice in the world, it will come for Trump and Mitch McConnell, both of them, Mitch McConnell, the disgusting, 
grifter. Talk about another grifter. He proves the point of what I always say, that Republicans do not get into government service. It's not even service. They don't get into government for altruism. They get into government to steal, just like him and his, his wife. Ugh, disgusting. Let me see, con man. Let's see, steal. I'm just looking up. Yeah, uh, this is from Politico. Elaine Chow, please. Could you imagine them two having sex? Mitch McConnell and Elaine Chow going at it? Ugh, gross. My God. Let's see. A trove of more than 800 pages of emails sheds new light on the working relationship between Transportation Secretary Elaine Chow and Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell. This is bullshit. And if this was a functioning government... This, it, they would be in fucking prison, both of these grifters. Coordinating. This is, that's why they get into government. It's so they can steal. They're not successful at anything but being a, a, a thief. But stealing from us, we the people. Every time Elaine Chow and Mitch McConnell steal more, that's a, that's a school book that is robbed or whatever, you know, a, a, a highway, every pothole you go over or a public library, public education or, what you know, clean air and water. And that's Elaine Chow. It goes right into her fucking pocket. Unbelievable. Disgusting. Both of them. American Oversight obtained emails under the Freedom of Information Act. The group's founders and executive director, Austin Evers, said that they show an unusually close relationship between the Senate leader and a member of Donald Trump's cabinet that Secretary Chow built a political operation to, in her office to favor Kentucky. Ugh, whatever. Just, it's beyond belief. And now these are the people, the same Republicans are silent, right? When we, we heard all about how uh, we got to hear more about Hillary's emails or some other bullshit while they rob and rape and ride us all to the bank. Okay. That, this is back to Trump. That small loan of $1 million was actually at least 60 Point seven million, and ne and it was never repaid. Of course, you know Trump's origin story is a is a lie, is as much of a lie as he is a liar. You know, he's got his origin story is bullshit, like everything else about him. Oh my God, I lost the page. This is what happens when I'm fumbling. And what time is it anyway? It's almost time. I gotta, I gotta bounce at seven. Everybody, I'm gonna bounce out of here. Where is it? Where is it? Let's see. Fred Trump wove a safety net that rescued his son from one bad bet after another. Yep. As the 1980s ended, Donald Trump's biggest bets began to go bust. The Trump Shuttle, Trump Plaza Hotel, the Atlantic City, Atlantic City casinos. But he careened from one financial disaster to another. Family partnerships and companies dramatically increased their payouts. Between 1989 and 1992, four of the entities that Fred Trump created paid his son's, his son's today's equivalent of $8.3 million. 
And when Donald Trump pled guilt, pleaded with banksters, well, bankers, it says, for an emergency line of credit, he used as collateral the stake his father had given him in a group of apartment buildings. Yay, sit down, Junior. Come on, man. <laughs> I sound like Joe Biden. Come on, man. Come on, man. All right, stop that. Junior is rubbing his face against the mic. The Trumps turned an $11 million loan debt into a legally, legally questionable write-off. By 1987, Donald Trump's loan debt to his father had grown to at least $11 million. Had Fred Trump simply forgiven the debt, his son would have owed millions in taxes. They found another solution, one that appears to constitute both an unreported multi-million dollar gift and an illegal tax write-off. You see, these people hate democracy. They hate America. They will, they will bend over backwards. They will do, twist themselves into pretzels just to not pay zero in taxes, not to pay their fair share. They don't, that, that, that means you hate this country. You understand? If you're a tax-dodging cheat, you hate America. How does America function? As the, uh, I mean, there's a famous quote, taxes are the price we pay for a civilized, uh, to, for, as ad admittance to a civilized society. It was uh, FDR quoting a, an English judge. But that is, that's it. That's it. Uh, they, if you don't pay your taxes, you're, you hate this country. This is what I keep telling these Trump -anzies. Okay, December records show Fred Trump spent $15.5 to buy a 7.5 stake in Trump Palace, his son's condo tower rising on the Upper East Side of Manhattan. Four years later, tax returns and the financial statement show Fred Trump sold that stake for just 10000 Wow, what a loss he took. I, I, I mean, these grifters. Who has enough time in their life to think of scams? You know what I mean? We m Normal people have no time. We're working. We're contributing. We're paying our taxes. We're, we're contributing to society. We don't have all these ta this time on our hands to come up with the next grift. Like these fuckers. According to tax experts, with, the ta the, with Trump Palace condo selling briskly, shares worth... 15.5 million to your son for a mere sliver that would constitute a multi-million dollar gift under the IRS rules. But Fred Trump's tax returns show no such gift to Donald. What they do reveal is that he used the transaction to declare an enormous write-off. That appears to violate federal tax law. Ugh, what a, I mean, these people are, they're, they're ghouls. These are greedy, greed-centered ghouls. Disgusting. They have, they, they have no business being in any position of power anywhere, in the, especially in the government, that so many actual patriots died to entrust to us, these filthy ghouls. Wait, what are you doing, Junior? You're stepping on... Okay, Donald Trump tried to change his ailing father's will, setting off a family reckoning. Yes, I remember this, too. I read this article. In December 1990, Donald Trump sent his father a document that left him both angered and alarmed. It was, a, it was seeking to make a variety of changes to Fred Trump's will, among them strengthening provisions that made Donald Trump the sole executor of his estate. 
You see what a what a disgusting human being this person is. His father was dying, and Donald all Donald Trump could think of is how can I continue this scam, the grift going? How can I keep this grift going? How can I keep siphoning money out of Daddy's account? He's not going to be here. I have, but I'm not. I'm. I suck at business. I'm. I'm a shitty manager. How am I going to keep my scams going? Uh, let's trick Daddy into signing over, uh, making me the executor of his will and finances. So Fred Trump feared that the document potentially could put his life's work at risk, that his son might use the empire as collateral to save his failing businesses, according to the deposition given years later during a family dispute. Fred Trump rebuffed the maneuver, refusing to sign, but the episode prompted a family reckoning. Fred Trump was aging and ailing. Without speedy intervention, he could die, leaving a vast estate. Not just his real estate empire, but also tens of millions of dollars in cash, vulnerable to the 55% inheritance tax that the fucking Republicans did away with in their tax scam, okay? This is why, you know, it used to be uh, the, the estate tax is it prevented the intergenerational aristocracy from rising up in this country, but... <clears throat> Like a like uh like a Donald Trump and a Donald Trump Jr. and a fucking Eric Trump and a shitty Ivanka Trump, all of them. So with Donald Trump playing the central role, the family formulated a plan that included an unorthodox tax strategy that experts told the Times were legally dubious and in some cases appeared to be fraudulent. Okay. This is how he made his money. Trump's create the the Trumps, all of them, including the dumb bitch who was the the judge who left her who who suddenly retired because there was the there was an investigation into her finances. And as soon as she retired, they it was gonna because this was gonna come out. And in, as soon as she retired, the investigation went away because the, she couldn't be, she could be no, no longer could she be put up on ethics charges for being a tax grifting, tax dodging cheat. So, but that's what she is. The Trumps created a company that siphoned cash from the empire. The first major component was creating a company called All County Building Supply and Maintenance. On paper, all county was Fred Trump's purchasing agents, buying everything from boilers to cleaning supplies. But all county was, in fact, a company only on paper, records and an, an interview show, a vehicle to siphon cash from Fred Trump's empire by simply marking up purchases already made by his employees. Those millions in markups, effectively untaxed gifts, then flowed to all county's owners, Donald Trump's all counties owners slash you know meaning donald trump his siblings and a cousin lee ford tritt a leading expert in gift and estate tax law at the university of florida said the trump's use of all county was highly suspicious and can constitute criminal tax fraud it certainly looks like a disguise i mean this is this is trump this is the art of the deal there he's a he's a fraud so for that poor dumb bitch to say if we are going to have a dictator i want it to be trump i never thought i'd want a dictator really honey you've been longing for a dictator you need a daddy to save you from the scary complex worlds of others who don't know their place 
that's the Republican mantra. They need a dictator. All right, Junior, come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. I'm a Joe Biden here now. All right, guys, I'm looking at the time. Oh, God. Yes, thank you for hanging out. And we, I don't know, maybe I'll do it tomorrow. We'll see what happens if I have the time. Next week's going to be tight. I want to thank you for hanging out. And please join us on our regular time every Saturday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern. And what else? Become a patron. Give the show a nice review on iTunes. Give some, Become a patron. I said that already. Buy some merch at the RDT Daily Merchandise Store. Join us on Facebook and Twitter. Follow me on Twitter. All that stuff. And like I always say, we stick together. Look at the camera, honey. We stick together. We win. I'm sorry. <laughs> He's now. He wants to get down. All right, guys. My name is Tara Devlin. I'll see you later, I'll say. We'll just say later. Maybe it'll be tomorrow. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I don't want to make any promises, but we'll see what happens. Have a good day. I'll talk to you guys later. Stay safe.